You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Merry Christmas to all of you sexy people in the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. Mm. And not just because you come hang out with us, Mm -hmm. but just because you are sexy. You are. Such a great time of year. It really is. And hope that the holiday season is fabulous for you and yours and whatever you guys are doing to travel to see family or just steal time uh, away together or just hole up at home. It's funny. I feel like we're still in time right here. We're recording with the big fire in the fireplace right next it's, to us. It's a kind of a nice thing because in Texas, when the cold nights come in, it's kind of fun to get that option. When we don't we don't get that all winter long. Winter in Texas is not the same as those of you that live up north when nope. you talk about the word winter. Nope. But anyway, this is Sexy Marriage Radio, alongside my wife Pam, as always. Mm-hmm. We want to have straightforward, honest conversations about what goes on in your married life and in your sex life. Because we want both to be fantastic. And so the way we can hear from you, if you've got something on your mind you want us to cover, uh, 214-702-9565 is the voicemail line that you can call and leave your question or a voicemail with a topic. Or you can always email us, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, where every email that comes in is read and becomes a topic for a show or we answer it offline or off the air. It's not offline because it's in it's online, online. And then the response is yes. online. And speaking of online, um, if you haven't gone to smrnation.com lately, go check it out. A it's new a whole site. new facelift. It looks lovely. We You've have new digs. Incredible job on yep. it. Yep. And uh, everything, uh, we're still working out some final little kinks. It likely by the time this airs, but right. um, so excited to have a, a brand new platform mm-hmm. that uh, we're going to build towards what's to come in 2020. And speaking of 2020, uh, we will do this topic again um, January 1st, but if you want to join us in the three words, which is an idea that I came across with uh, from Chris Brogan where rather than the New Year's resolution, you pick three words to help set your course for the year. If you want to join us in this, um, now's the time to start thinking of them if you haven't already. And the idea and the premise of the three words is you get three different focuses, if you will, that help frame where you're going to go, what you want to focus on in the coming year. So kind of an alternate to a New Year's resolution, right? Just rather a way to different way to look at life and how that right. Rather than I want to exercise more, you mm-hmm. pick actionable words. Like one of mine several years back was ask because I wanted to ask more questions, or do because I wanted to be more active and actually put an action to something. Okay, and then another one on one year was quiet that I wanted to try to eliminate some noise. And, and, and embrace the quiet more. Mm-hmm. And, and each of those, as I look back over the years, and we'll unpack the, the words we've got for the coming year when that happens on 2020. But if you want to join us, um, be thinking of that. We'd love to have you join in the conversation and help. hopefully this tool helps you in your marriage because it applies not only to professional life, it can apply to your, your personal life and your marriage and your spiritual life. All of it 
can help set the course so that 2020 is a fabulous one for you. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, um, we got one question, one topic, and a guest. One, one, one. We got the trio. <laughs> it baby. seems like, well, two of those go together because one of the questions that have come in is actually a conglomeration of a lot of questions from several emails. And I've oh, reached, okay. I reached out to Jessa Zimmerman, who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. to help me answer it. Uh, oh, that'll be great. And she's also, uh, it, it coincides with a course that she's launching at the first of the year that uh, is a great opportunity for the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. If you're interested, uh, you'll hear more about it in the show. But she's going to be on, on the air for a segment to help me uh, answer this question. Okay. That came in, and then we got a topic we want to cover based on the Academy call we just got off. Right, that's exactly right. Um, in, the, in the Q&A call that went on. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com. Uh, I am amazed at whenever we do shows where it's talking about a reading list, because mm-hmm. Shannon and I did this years ago, Yeah, of one of the books that shaped episode. us. And then just within the last month, we did another show of someone reached out and, hey, what's a reading list? I'm amazed what kind of uh, conversation that starts with people. And so I've been hit with several different emails just from that last most recent episode on the reading list of what am I reading currently? And right, so because that episode was more about things in the field, right? Right, what would be good to go for with the field or your marriage? Because that gentleman was getting into the, you know, I would assume people understand that even though I work in the marriage and sex field, I don't just read marriage stuff. Right, right. (laughs) So um, I actually counted it up, Pam, and at the end of 2019, I will have read 27 books this year. And that's one thing I love about you. (laughs) I mean, you continue to learn, 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 learn. Um, um, And I think I've said many times on this show, I'm... I'm not a reader, but it's rubbing off on me. And he just hooked me up with Audible. That's like the best thing ever. I'm <laughs> really, really loving that. Uh, so when you learn, I, I guess you just never want to stop learning. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You want to constantly be be challenging yourself, uh, stretching. In the, and so where we're going with the extended content today is here's what I've been reading this year that's really kind of helped shape some, some different thought processes for mm-hmm. me. And they're, they're, they're kind of one-off. And so I'm just going to share a couple of the, the main ones, and here's what I got from them. Perfect. So all that's coming up on today's show. So I've invited a friend of ours in the show back on the air, Jessa Zimmerman. Um, hey, it's good to see you again. Yeah, I know. It's really good to see you. But this is just a quick segment with you, Jessa, because um, this is an email that I keep getting. <laughs> and um, the collaboration we had going back and forth via email about what you've got coming uh, yeah. fits perfectly for this. So, but the email basically goes, and I'm going to paraphrase because it's several that, <laughs> that have come in <laughs> that capture the same mindset. But the the gist of the email is, um, hey, we in our marriage, in all areas like our parenting, our finances, our lifestyle, our uh, managing of things are just the general way we do schedules. We're great. We do really mm-hmm. well. But when it comes to the bedroom and our sex life, it just sucks. Actually, there's yeah. no sucking going on, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> right. That it, it, There's a real struggle. And so yeah. I know you and I have talked about this before. 
mm-hmm. in, in varying ways, but I wanted to get your take on this to help me answer this kind of a message that comes in. Yeah. I mean, I see this all the time too, right? People that have really strong relationships, not just co-parenting and stuff, but you know, they're best friends or, or, you know, there's a lot of goodwill, but they typically start to struggle with sex because everybody does eventually. Um, And what I find is that people get caught in what I have come to call the sexual avoidance cycle. Okay. So the bedroom starts to be kind of the scary place. Like sex doesn't go like they expect. They're starting to feel bad about it. It's not working the way it used to work or we think it should be working differently. Whatever it is, their expectations aren't met, and which creates some bad feelings, okay. especially if it happens often enough, right? Sure. So it's starting to be, they start to get anxious. They're starting to feel like maybe they're broken, whatever it is. And that leads people to start to avoid sex okay because you know human nature is we avoid the things that make us feel bad right? <laughs> absolutely so, i don't want double helpings of something i know where i'm going to feel bad about possibly. exactly yep. exactly so a couple will start to one or both people will start to avoid sex because it feels so fraught that's okay. a word i hear from my clients a lot right yeah the problem with that is avoidance of course doesn't solve the problem right it, correct it really increases the sense of pressure that people feel yep we should be having sex and we're not, or I know my partner wants to have sex, but I'm struggling with all this pressure. And then of course, when they do have sex, like if they do, there's so much pressure that that encounter go. Okay. Yeah. Right? Like we had sex all the time and it didn't quite work. No big deal. But if it's like the only time we're doing this and it doesn't go well, which increases the bad feelings. Absolutely. It's a pressure things. cooker. Exactly. Exactly. So, so many people, I mean, for your listeners, so the people that are writing these emails to you and to me, they're not alone. This is really, really common to get caught where they're deeper in a hole about sex and really don't know how to address it. Okay. And so you know? that, that tees up the, what's the first step, I guess. And what's how, well, how cause I mean, obviously think- the framework I think you're offering here is brilliant because it's talking about a global thing rather than yes. the nuances where we can get caught up in the weeds so easily. And that's what we blame. Right. And that's actually our part of our avoidance then in it? it's like, well, <laughs> right. it's because of this and this and this rather than no, it's a systemic thing. Yes, and it so, is systemic. So what's next? Sure. Well, so there's sort of three parts to the cycle, right? There's, disapp- there's disappointment, there's avoidance, and then there's pressure. So we got to tackle the disappointment by kind of correcting the expectations about sex. Okay. The reason we start to feel bad is because it's not meeting our expectations. We actually have to change the expectations. Okay. So so many people have myths about sex or they've got these unrealistic expectations, these ideas about what it should be. No. We got to change. No, people don't do that. (laughs) Okay. Then we got to tackle the avoidance part by stepping in and having these conversations. Right. Right. Like that's a decision not to avoid. How do we have the hard conversation? How do we work as a team? Come at it from a positive place. Like I've written a bunch about this mm-hmm. uh, you know to to decide to tackle it right that's an actionable thing that's it's a, a really actionable yeah. thing because what we when we avoid something that makes us feel bad or anxious the anxiety gets bigger yes so at some point somebody's got to lean in and just be willing to address it right and i love the and framework that, that that is describing this because don't most people get caught up in this idea of well, I'll just wait till there's no anxiety. It's like I, I get the yeah, choice. Right. <laughs> I get the choice of this anxiety or no anxiety rather than no. I get the choice yeah. of this kind of anxiety or this other kind of anxiety. Which one do right. I want to deal with? 
Okay. Right, right. And one is going to get bigger. Yep. And one is going to help you actually get better. Perfect. So it's it really is time to decide to stop avoiding. And then the pressure, well, partly the pressure will go down when you're actually addressing this with your partner. But the pressure also comes in reframing what you're doing sexually and how you're thinking about it. So, and I believe this with all my heart, you actually cannot fail at sex. Okay. So if you can wrap your mind around the changes of that and start to practice pressure free, like we are just free to play. This yeah. is easy. There's yeah. nothing at risk, nothing at stake. The pressure goes and then this whole thing becomes easier. So it's, it, you know, there's really, there's really a process yeah. around sort of tackling all these steps and getting people out of that cycle, which is totally possible. I, I love, I love the whole aspect of you can't fail at it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really, and I mean, I really yeah. mean this. You can't fail at sex. If you can, if you can make these shifts and yeah. integrate these ideas, you really can't fail. And then there's no risk, right? Well, or it's if nothing else, it's the risk that you know you can handle because it's just part of the human experience, right? It's part of the right, relational right, right. dynamic. Right, that, right. But that then that doesn't feel like risk. That's like, oh, we just had that kind of experience this yeah. time instead of this other kind of experience. That's just moving into another level of grown upness, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> In some regard. Yeah. <laughs> that you're just kind of evolving, realizing, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that happened. All right. What do we do next? Yeah, yeah, and it's just such a relief. I mean, I get, you know, clients, I'm sure you see this too. People, they're so afraid that they're broken. Yeah. They're so afraid that this means a relationship is doomed. Or right. maybe I was with the wrong person. I mean, the, the the burden of this is just extraordinary. And to get them to a place of relief, like, wait, I can let all that go. It's this huge weight off their shoulders. This can be fun again, easy. You can't fail. And all of a sudden, your whole relationship you know, it's like, oh, thank goodness, you know. I, I get it. And so just this little bit that we're talking about, that's actually just kind of like an appetizer to a larger thing that you've got coming right around the corner. Yes. If, if, if a listener yeah. wants to hear or learn more, tell them a little bit about uh, the course that you've got coming. Yeah. So I should say two things. So first, I wrote a book about this whole thing about a year and a half ago and called Sex Without Stress. Mm -hmm. That really is this whole process process about making a shift. And then what I realized is the book is a do it yourself, which is kind of hard to do. <laughs> so I worked it, I worked it into an online course. So, so that people that want more structure to this, they want it delivered weekly, right. they want assignments. And then especially it has online office hours with access to me. Okay. Because what I don't want people to do is have experiences and get derailed and stuck. Absolutely. So the course format where they have these office hours um, I think is really, really helpful to help people actually go through the process to give them the support they need to complete it. At right. least for certain people, I think that would be a great Oh, absolutely. Because then they get to pick your brain. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, say, yeah, hey, right. this is this is what I'm stuck with. I didn't understand this. Or what do I what do you right, really right. mean? They can with ask this? questions or this is what happened to us when we did this thing. And now what, what do we do next? Or, you know, they can get input and support and encouragement and, you know, pretty individualized feedback. And that's um, that's fabulous right hopefully, there. Hopefully, like actually push through and make the changes because it's you know, it's it, people can get stuck. Yeah, so well, of course. But but again, it's it's looking at it as, hey, you know what? If I look at this as I know I can't fail. It's all just data. Right. It helps me get better Then Exactly. That's, a, that, that's exactly. using the same kind of reframe. So when does this start? And because we have a special offer for the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. We listeners. do. I'm so ex I am so excited to have this special offer. So the, the course will start January 24th. Okay. Um, registration opens on the first, but your listeners, even right now could go visit your special page and get on the wait list for this thing. So, um, 
I'm offering your listeners a hundred dollars off the price. So it'd be 397 per couple. Perfect. For the whole course with all the office hours and everything. That is a so fabulous they would, deal. They would go to sexwithoutstress.com slash SMR yep. for Sexy Marriage Radio. Perfect. That should be an easy code to crack. It'll be in the show notes <laughs> as well. Right, right. So they're, hopefully there they can get all their questions answered. If anybody has other questions, they can absolutely email me and I will let, you know, I really want to get yes. people that are good fits for this. So I'm totally willing to, you know, hear from people and yeah. help them figure out if this is really right for them. Absolutely. So. Cause that's part of what you're offering is this whole thing is I'm going to walk you through it as you're going on, but you're even describing, I'm going to walk you through on if this is the best choice for you. Well, yeah, because for yeah. certain people it isn't, you know, yeah. maybe they really need to be in some couples counseling first. Like, the, yep. you know, there's other stuff that they need to address. Totally so. get it. Well, Jessa, thank you so much for the work that you do. And um, just from the collaboration we've had and then the contact we've had offline uh, at times that, um, I can't recommend this enough uh, for the listeners of the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. This is something that uh, truly is one of those options to where, man, I, from the comfort of my own home or even the comfort of my own <laughs> phone, um, <laughs> you get a chance to get some world-class help with with Here moving your sex life into a less stressful environment. And so... Thanks for the offer. Thanks for the yeah the the discount. And man, all <laughs> the best with everything that comes up, Jessa. Thank you so much. So switching gears a little bit, Pam, um, mm -hmm. for this next segment. Uh, this is an idea that was uh, spurred in the December Academy Coaching Q&A conversation that took place, which was a very lively conversation this month. Yeah. With, with yeah, a, it was a lot of fun. With a lot of a lot of great content mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, academy members helping out academy members by crosstalk and question and support and encouragement and yeah. ideas that were shared. Um, so if you're not a part of the academy, uh, smrnation.com, so it really should be real easy to see how to subscribe and, and join us because it's worth it. Make yeah. this year a great one for you. Um, but an idea came up about. So if you think about married life, we get in these cycles of um, where we want to have culminating experiences, right? They could be anniversaries or it could be a date night or it could be a weekend away. And if you think about it, that those are like the, the pinnacle of a mountain in some mm -hmm. regards. Yeah. But if you live life way down in the valley, metaphorically speaking, with this visual I'm trying to unpack here. Okay. Um, it could be really hard because our expectation to climb that mountain just in that one weekend, we may not meet it. We may only go halfway up, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the thoughts that came up was this idea of how do you find opportunities to maintain better connection so that way you're already starting less in the valley as a default. Right. And the way I think of this is, and, and there may be, and if you're part of the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation and something comes to mind after you hear this conversation with Pam and I, email us and let us know or call in if there's a better word. But what comes to my mind is, how do you create a better feeling in your life and in your marriage of foreplay for foreplay? Foreplay for foreplay. So setting the stage so that when those opportunities arise, it's not so difficult to get into it. Yes. So that you're already closer to 
the threshold of arousal is just right there rather than I've got, it's not even anywhere near the, the surface. And so I got to go digging deep to get, <laughs> to get it back, you know, into the light. Okay. And, and I, 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 we've talked about this kind of, this concept in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, what comes to my mind right off the bat is uh, Dr. Schneider's book, uh, Love Worth Making. Mm-hmm. He uses a couple of terminologies in there, one being simmering, which is where you're using the erotic energy between you. And it, but it's actually, that doesn't quite fit what I'm talking about with this, because that's more of the, you're already into the world of the erotic. You had an arousing time together, but you don't le- reach it to a culmination. You're like, I'll see you later. You know, it's like you get a little petting yeah. started and arousal going, an erection or wetness happening, and then you're like, yep, I'm, I had a, I'm gonna head off to work. And it's like, that's kind of setting the stage as a tease in a sense. So we're referring here more to connection throughout. Right, I'm thinking of it just as more of how do you keep the whole concepts and the dynamic of your sexual energy and even somewhat the erotic energy, but even the more aptly stated, the emotional energy and the mental energy of connecting as part of the dialogue throughout your relationship, not just the moments that you set aside for date night or the moments that you set aside to after the kids go to bed to have a conversation or to have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. But how do you bring that into the diet, the dynamic between you on a regular basis. Okay, I'm a, I'm a little confused because I, I heard the coaching call going a little bit different. Okay, and we wanted to bring this to the table because we thought it was good info for everybody. So, okay, I'm, I'm trying to dive into where you're okay. going. So, with so it. let me let's go more macro then, okay. because the whole concept of foreplay plays a role of whenever, whenever you hear the whole world of the word of foreplay. Something that conjures a thought immediately, mm-hmm. right? And typically, it's the entree into sex. Right. Schnarch's phrase is the the type and the the type and the experience of foreplay that you have sets the level of the connection of the sex that follows. Sure. Right. Yeah. So I want to add a layer to that before it even, of what are you doing that sets the stage for the foreplay? Right. And yeah. some of it's going to be definitely the sexual. But I think some of it, because of the differences in the way a higher desire and a lower desire operate, the prototypical, a lot of times a lower desire wants the connection to be interested in the sex, whereas the higher desire probably wants the sex to have the connection. Right. right? There's that conflict that can happen. Right. So how do you start in, your, in our own minds, be thinking of what am I doing that's foreplay for foreplay? Not just trying to jump straight to foreplay. And I and I see that on a whole realm of things, it, and I get the things I'm thinking of are no shape, way, shape, or form, really sexual at all. And I think that's perfectly within the realm of this, because I think the idea of actually getting it towards something that is in the sexual arena starts with just a relational arena, mm-hmm. or a romantic arena, or an affectionate, or a compassionate. Or a serving. I mean, this is where Gary Chapman's love languages might fit. Of what is it that speaks to that person that helps them feel a connection and a bond? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that that's spot on. Because I, I, 
my thought process is going down the, the line of showing an interest, taking time, being intentional. Right. But it's not necessarily flirty, anything su- flirty. innuendo, suggestion. Right. right. Well, that is fun. I think that's part of the actual foreplay, not the foreplay to the foreplay. <laughs> right. Um, and that's that's where I want to have the conversation. It's just just for this moment to be able to at least start to frame for the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. What are you doing with the other time mm-hmm. that can be building towards? Because this is where married life is different than a lot of the relational dynamic and junk that you see out there in the world, where it just makes it seem like it's easy. Because a lot of that is built on the young love, infatuation, where it is a little easier because you're more obsessed. Right. But when you're dealing with life and you got a lot of other factors and pressures going on, how do you maintain a connection or some sort of semblance of a connection that makes the, the entry into the arena of foreplay all the easier or more likely? Yeah. Because I think if we don't spend some time and energy on what precedes that, getting to it is really difficult Mm -hmm. because you haven't set an arena and a a, a feeling in the relationship that creates the bond, the longing, the acceptance, even the safety feeling, the trust, the collaboration. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Glover refers to this as for a lot of men. Well, let me rephrase this actually for a lot of women in marriage, trust equals lust. Mm-hmm. That if a woman can't trust her husband, she won't lust after him. And there's all these different ways as men, and then as, as the reverse is still true. Sure. That yeah. the trust is broken because a simple little thing was forgotten. And it's a small ding, but it is still a ding. And so it's how do I shore up my own life? And I see that as foreplay for foreplay. Yeah. Because I'm starting to create something that's a lot more based on character and integrity in a drawing towards something that would want to be with. Yeah. Plus someone that's a student of you and spending time with you. So that way, when we have the opportunities to get into actual foreplay, it's not as big of a mountain to climb possibly. Right. And sometimes it's just as simple as trying to have fun again. Absolutely. Uh, we get I, I statements, right? But everybody, um, so many people just get caught up in the day-to-day, the routine, and forgetting how to have fun, forgetting how to laugh, you know, overreacting to things. And just, if I can just have fun and laugh at something, that changes all kinds of things, too. Right. And I think that's where this starts to come into the idea of solidness, the idea of uh, consistency in who you are. I mean, with the mastermind groups which will be coming up again in January. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, fellas. Um, it's a life-changing investment. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things of recognizing part of being more dynamic in our sex life is being more in- dynamic in my own life. Mm-hmm. That, I'm, that I, I, am, I am who I am. You know, that, I, that I live that much more open. Yeah. And that's what breeds the solid idea. That's what breeds the connection. That's what breeds the erotic. That, that's what breeds all of this. And mm-hmm. I think we've done a disservice at times by just thinking foreplay should just come easy. But I haven't done anything to set it up, possibly. 
right? And it's not necessarily yeah. the intentional, how am I steering it towards getting in your pants? It's how am I steering it towards living a life worth wanting to be with? Right. How am I steering it towards living a life that's vibrant and passionate and engaged? And that's with my spouse and without. Right. Right. That I, whatever I do, I do it all the way. And I think all of that, tell me if I'm, since you weren't following where I was originally heading with this conversation, to me, that's foreplay for foreplay. I would agree with that. Okay. And so I just think um, as we wrap up 2019 and you move into the new year, I feel like it's, it's at least worth spending a little time thinking through as a member of the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, what do I do that's foreplay for foreplay? And how am I getting in my own way? Because all a lot of the emails that come in, the ones that are real glaring about, look, you're getting in your own way. And I can easily just reply with a, have you thought about this? Because this is what I'm hearing you say. And that's a light bulb moment for the listener to go, you were right. (laughs) I'm I'm getting Mm -hmm. in my own way. Or the way I love saying this in a crude fashion is I keep tripping over my own scrotum. Right. Right. (laughs) Which is difficult to do. But I figure out a way to do it (laughs) because I just don't use my smarts (laughs) in life. And but it's seeing it as if I can recognize those things, I'm bringing to bear something that's worth being in a relationship with, which sets the stage to being higher up the mountain. Yeah. And then maybe my spouse will climb it more with me. Maybe they won't, but at least I've put myself at a better altitude. And I think that's what matters in life. I agree. Well, Miss Pamela, as we begin to wrap up 2019, I mean, man, it's what, two weeks from the time this airs. Yeah. It's New Year's Day. Yeah. It's like we blinked and it was gone. Right. So like when this first hits the airwaves, New Year's Day, two weeks from now, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be watching the Rose Bowl Parade. Yeah. It's kind of a fun morning. Yeah. At at the Allen household to just hang out and... (laughs) I love that morning. <laughs> it's a great I absolutely one. absolutely love New Year's morning. And so I'm just hoping that for the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, um, however your 2019's gone, um, I hope that there's been moments that you can look back on and go, man, it was really good. Hmm. And then maybe there were some moments like, yeah, not so good. Or maybe this has been a real struggle. And our hope and our prayer for you is that you realize um, it's all part of a journey. Mm-hmm. And what we can do to try to frame the struggle and frame the conflict to be something that's producing us, this, that's where James gets the idea of consider it joy. Consider it joy. Right? And even when things are good, consider it joy. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what 2020 holds, but I'm excited for where this can be going for us next year with Sexy Marriage Radio and Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. Yeah, me too. And I've got to say thank you again to the Sexy Marriage Nation just how they continually show up each and every week and make this all that it can be. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day to spend it with us and a lot of time this year to spend it with us. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next time.